0: Doug Terrell, History and Comment is available weekdays on iHeartRadio. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Wednesday, the 22nd of November, 2023. The Catholic Church has not always had their act together. In 498, two popes are elected, each by a separate faction with different regional loyalties. The two groups agree to allow Goth King Theodoric the Great to make the final decision. Symmachus comes out on top. Some legends claim he paid off the king. We would like to believe that all church matters are divinely arbitrated. That would be quite foolish. The fact remains that the clergy and pews are full of humans, and as such prone to human weakness. In other church politics matter, Pope Clement V issues a papal bull or order Instructing all Christian monarchs in Europe to arrest the Knights Templar and seize their assets. This is in 1307. This affair is full of politics. The Templars were a Catholic order, but somewhat independent from the Church. They had amassed a great sum of wealth through commerce and banking, and were the de facto bank of Europe at the time. Part of the issue was the King of France owed the Templars a great sum of money. The Royal Navy in 1718, that would be the British Royal Navy, engaged the pirate Blackbeard off the North Carolina coast. There are casualties on both sides, including Blackbeard. His given name was Edward Teach, or maybe Edward Thatch, and at the time of his death, he was about 38 years old. While his legend has become the pattern of Caribbean pirates, he may have plied that trade for only two or three years as an independent ship's captain. What was a pirate is a very murky realm and often rode on the very thin line of the king's whims. If a king needed additional warships, he would issue letters of mark to a captain to operate under his orders against hostile ships. In this class, they were known as privateers and allowed to keep spoils from battle with hostiles. Communications were very slow and the rules loose. If the king changed his mind, and they continued the practice, they would be guilty of piracy. Then, of course, there were some at times that just went rogue and engaged whoever they wanted. The fact was, most were shrewd ship owners and businessmen, rather than simple rogues. Some first ladies of the U.S. are hardly known, and others seem to secure a place in history. Abigail Adams, the second first lady, is certainly well-known, as opposed to Martha Washington, And Thomas Jefferson was widowed when he was president, at least officially. Anyway, back to Adams. Abigail was born on this day in 1744. Her father was a congregational preacher and of moderate means, yet they were connected to some well-known families of the time. Abigail was a close advisor to her husband and considered one of the best educated first ladies despite having little formal education. The name Catherine Pluckett is hardly well known. She was an English-Irish aristocrat born on this day in 1820. She was noted during her life for her botanical illustrations. She is also remembered as the longest living person in Irish history. She died in 1932 at the age of 111 years, 327 days. Today we see Canada as a nice passive realm of Great Britain. While that is largely correct, it has not always been the case. During the War of 1812, some in the U.S. wanted to take portions of Canada as U.S. territory. In the end, that failed. Then, on this day in 1837, Canadian journalist and politician William Mackenzie publishes an essay calling for an uprising and an independent Canada. Jacob Cohen was born in 1921. His family was ethnically Eastern European Jewish not atypical for someone living in New York City. His father abandoned the family when Jacob was in his early teens, and his mother was extremely distant and never showed affection for the boy. His father had been a vaudeville performer who used the name Phil Roy. The boy gravitated to stand-up comedy, taking the name Jack Roy. Jack's humor would become his life's work, but it was known for its self-depreciation and being on the dark side. When Jack died in 2004, he remained a professed atheist. Jack is not a rarity in the entertainment industry. Yesterday, I pointed out how Hollywood is so removed from Middle America's values and how it also is ethnically and religiously removed. Jack's background is quite common there. Ethnically Jewish and atheistic or at least ambivalent to religion. As for Jack, you know him by his stage name, Rodney Dangerfield Pan American Airways inaugurates the first commercial flights across the Pacific Ocean on this day in 1935. The first flight was with a Martin M130 flying boat christened the China Clipper. It took off from Alameda, California on this day and landed in Manila 7 days later. No, it was not a nonstop flight. There would be 3 Martin M-130s flying the Pacific before Pan Am switched to a Boeing craft a few years later. The M-130 was a four-engine seaplane that could carry 18 passengers on overnight flights and 46 on day flights. It had a range of 3,200 miles. It was a novel idea, but the passenger trade was still weak and expensive. Crew often outnumbered paying passengers, and a ticket from Honolulu to California was could cost as much as $1,700 or almost three times the cost of a new automobile in 1930, and a nice one at that. This is not going to be another Israel comment day, but in that region and with a common history. As we have stated several times after World War I, the balance of power in the Middle East was upset. England and France, the victors, planned how to govern and allow independent states to be created and flourish. Just to the north of Israel, France carved out a reborn Lebanon, another country that has ancient roots, at least in name. On this day in 1943, Lebanon gains its independence. The plan of England and France when carving up the region was to create roughly the ancient countries of Israel, Lebanon, and Syria. They all have a presence in Bible times. What is different today? Lebanon and Syria are closely tied to what in ancient times was Persia and Babylon. This large alliance did not exist then. To further complicate matters, this diverse people have assumed a connection to the biblical narrative that simply does not exist. Close to ancient Israel, there were tribes and people groups that held a connection to Abraham half-brothers and cousins that the ancient Israelis fought with, but the others were completely ethnically different. Sixty years ago today, President Kennedy was assassinated. Kennedy was the 4th sitting president to be assassinated, beginning with Lincoln and including President William McKinley and James Garfield. There have been a long list of attempts, including multiple ones, on the recent presidents. The attacks on Reagan was far more serious than was publicized at the time. Two other presidential deaths while in office have stirred rumors if they were assassinations or simple natural causes. Zachary Taylor and Warren Harding both died of supposed natural causes in a short period of time. Both were questioned if they might be poisonings. Of course, the conspiracy theories swirling around Kennedy's death have not subsided in six decades. Tomorrow is the Thanksgiving holiday. Enjoy your time with family, and we'll be back on Friday. That's History and Comment for the 22nd day of November. I'm Doug Terrell. Now, go do something worth remembering.